Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with our morning agenda show. And this time I am indeed flying solo. I love I love the way how that rhymed, but yeah, that's that's not done on purpose. But I hope everyone is well. Um, it's Friday. We're at the end of the week. Um, the week has flown by, to be honest, because when there's so much news, especially when you're working in football and the news is just filtering every single day um, in terms of incomings, in terms of outgoings, let's just say um, every single day is unique when you're working in this industry, but it is busy. It does get hectic. So I am glad it is the end of the week and I'm glad the weekend is here. But we could be set for... Um, a hectic weekend, to be honest, in terms of Arsenal transfer news, um, medicals galore, um, incomings galore, um, contract renewals, um, so much stuff happening at Arsenal right now that just makes you just smile, sit back and just be relaxed because it's been a long time since you, you, since you can say that, to be honest. But things are going well. Um, we start off uh, today's morning show with... Um, Declan Rice and Julian Timber, um, they are set to have medicals um, today, uh, on Friday. Um, I've been told by someone um, close to the club that Declan Rice has been at London Colney already this morning. So that's just my exclusive for everyone in the chat. So Declan Rice has been at London Colney this morning um, and... Um, medical and uh, the official confirmation etc the photo shoots will have been taking place this morning timber i'm not sure but i think that'll probably be in the afternoon sometime um i know he was at london um traveling exploring yesterday with his brother i saw the posts on social media so it just makes you feel excited to be to be honest uh, it's just a good um feel around the club right now so Everything is going the way that you had hoped. Uh, just want to say hello to everyone in the chat box um, viewing. Um, yeah, sometimes I am uh, in the know, Amira. Sometimes I do have certain exclusives. But only once in a while, only once in a while. So, but yeah, I can say that someone has told me that Declan Rice has been at London Colney this morning. Um, early start for Declan Rice, but like, like Danny Murphy said the other day, uh, I think you saw him at a cafe, Danny Murphy did. And they discussed um, his move to Arsenal, his imminent move to Arsenal. And he just basically said, I'm buzzing to get to Arsenal. Mikel Arteta's magic. And he is buzzing to get to Arsenal because he's there early doors. Um, let's just take a look at the comments. Um, Marcus, hope you're well, my friend. In the words of Jason Derulo, Uma going solo. I am indeed going solo. You have to. You have to, man. Like... There's so much stuff happening in the transfer window. It would be naive. It would be crazy for me to basically say, TC's on holiday, Charlie's on holiday. Let's not do a stream. But, you know, if we can go solo and we can speak about what you want to hear, I'll always do that. Um, welcome in the comments. Um, we can't wait for Rice to be unveiled. Come on, you gunners. Here, here. Um, got great comments on Facebook. Ola, I love to hear this. Um, nice to have you on here, Ola. Um, hello, Solo. Um, but yeah, so many comments in the chat box. So I'm excited. I'm excited um, to talk about that. But yeah, we'll speak about Declan Rice and Timber. Um, first of all, medicals taking place. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's two signings, which, which just make you feel excited for the future of this football club. We'll speak about Granit Xhaka's exit um, yesterday, etc., and and how that felt. But 
Declan Rice, for me, I've said it continually on this stream or on these shows every single day. And we spoke about Declan Rice and we have spoke about Declan Rice a lot, to be fair. But for me, statement signing, a signing that can take Arsenal to the promised land. And that promised land is Champions League titles, Premier League titles. And that's where Arsenal belong. That's where Arsenal need to have their focus on. Like right now, top four, it's good to get into the Champions League, but a club as big as Arsenal should be looking to win the biggest trophies that are on offer. And those include the Champions Leagues, the Premier Leagues, the FA Cups. When I look at Declan Rice, 24 years old, he's he's not really hit his peak. And that is scary. That is scary because I watched him at West Ham for a number of years. And I always thought to myself, if Declan Rice gets a move to a bigger club in the mould of, say, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City, this kid can explode because he has all the ingredients in his locker to be a proper, proper footballer for a big club. And that's no disrespect to West Ham United because he's basically captained them to an historic European trophy. Like, that is a massive, massive achievement. And I think that goes a bit under the radar to what he achieved um, last season. But at Arsenal... I think he comes in, he, he he can become the leader. He can become what Granit Xhaka was to us last season and the year before. But I think Declan Rice has more to offer in his overall game. He's a player that has got so much quality. You know what he can offer in terms of going forward, defensively, um, tackles, duels, etc. But what I like about Declan Rice, he's a leader. He can lead the team. There was in the, an interview that we done um, on the channel. Um, I think I uploaded it a few days ago with Declan Rice's PE teacher. Um, if you've not seen it, uh, check it out because it is a good watch. It's just under five minutes. And he spoke about the fact that Declan Rice, when he was um, at school, during his school days, I think he was, what, 11 years old during sixth form. Um, you know when you just um, when it's PE days and you you just play have a kick about with your uh, fellow students etc. He kept saying Declan Rice was the leader at 11 years old. He was the one that spoke. He was the one that was um, screaming and shouting, but in a way that was helping you, supporting you. He was the one that led by example, and that's at 11 years old. That's like a really young age, and at 24. You look at him, when you watch him play for England, when you watch him play for West Ham United last season, he, 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 when you look at West Ham's team, they've got so many great players, Paqueta, Suchek, etc. in the midfield. But the standout player every time you watch West Ham United is Declan Rice. When we were 2-0 up against them last season at their ground, we were in cruise control. We were dominant. Like, three points was ours. But who switched the game? Who switched the narrative in that game? Declan Rice. He intercepts the ball from Thomas Partey. He wins a penalty and the game just flips in his head. So I am excited. £100 million for me, I think he's worth it, to be to be honest. I think it's the going rate of um, the established players in, in and around Europe. And I know there might be some scepticism around this deal. Like there might be a minority of Arsenal fans who think it's a bit too much, £100 million. But when I look at it, I look at it in terms of in and around Europe, who is available that is better than Declan Rice right now? Who is available that can come in, in this Arsenal team, can make an immediate impact, which I think Declan Rice can do and will do, and that can take Arsenal to the promised land? I've heard names such as Barella. Um, I've heard other names in, in, in the past, such as Moises Caicedo. 
top players, great players, excellent players. But when I look at Declan Rice, I have that optimism, I have that hope, I have that faith that he can go and help Arsenal win their first Premier League title since 2004. Like honestly, I have that I have that optimism and I have that hope because I look at him and he's a leader. Like you you just want to play alongside him. Because if you're not pulling up trees, if you're not playing well, I'm telling you, he will tell you that you're not playing well. He won't care because he's got that mentality and he wants to win. So the fact that we've got this deal over the line, it's a testament to Mikel Arteta, the hard work that he's done behind the scenes to get Declan Rice over the line. Because at, at one point, there was a lot of doubters when Manchester City involved that could this deal happen because we're competing against Manchester City. Mikel Arteta made it happen. Edu made it happen. Richard Garlic made it happen. And the Cronkies made it happen. We've been, criti been criticising a lot of um, the backroom staff, Edu, the Cronkies in the past few seasons, in the past few years. But you need to give credit where it's due. You need to give credit where it's due because they have showed ambition this summer. They've spent £65 million on Kai Havertz, another player which I think is going to do very good for this football club, another player which I think is going under the radar. And another player which I think is going to thrive in Mikelate's system. Hurian Timber, a signing which, again, for what they've paid, £34 million, I think it is, off the top of my head, something in that region, great signing. Someone that can come in, someone that can basically, if you're not pulling up trees, someone can basically can take your place. He's got that quality. 22 years old, high-level experience at Ajax, replaced Matthias de Litt, a great player in the Dutch national team and also the Ajax team and someone that will come in straight away and and make the likes of Gabriel uh, be worried for for their place in the team. Make the likes of William Saliba be worried for the uh, for, for the place in the team. Ben White, etc. So another, another top signer. So the business that Arsenal have done uh, thus far, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Like... I never expected it so early on in this window. Like it's been two to three weeks and we have done sensational. We have done sensational to get top level players to this football club, to show ambition, to show that last season it did hurt that we just fell short in the Premier League title race. But for us, it's not enough to finish second. It is not enough to just be in the Champions League places. We want to win. This football club deserves trophies. These fans deserve trophies. And next season, we'll go again. I've heard a lot of clamour in terms of Liverpool signing, um, McAllister, um, other players, Manchester United um, signing Mason Mount, uh, pursuing moves for Andrea Nana of Inter Milan. But when I look at the title race as a whole right now, on Friday, 7th July, I think there's only two teams in the running for me, personally. And that's Manchester City and Arsenal. And I'm not sitting here and I'm going um, being over the top or expecting too much. Arsenal won't fall off. Arsenal will not fall off. Arsenal are improving their team. They're not basically um, stagnating in a way, like they're selling players and they're not basically improving on those players that they had last season. Yeah, they are maybe selling some players, but what are they doing? They're keeping the core of their team. The William Salibas of this world, the Bukaya Sackers, the Odegaards, the Ramsdales, the Gabriels. And what are they doing? They're adding strength in numbers. But the most important aspect for me, quality. You bring in a player like Declan Rice, quality. You bring in a player like Timber, quality. You bring in a player like Havertz, quality. What does that do? That improves the whole squad. 
So for me, Arsenal will be there and thereabouts again next season. They're not just going to fall short and they're not just going to be competing for Champions League football. They will be back. They'll be back next season. And that title race is going to be, it's going to be phonetic. It's going to be, it's going to be a proper, proper title race because Pep Guardiola is on track for, uh, I think, an historic Premier League title with Manchester City. Mikel Arteta will be obsessed with trying to win his first and Arsenal's first in over 20 years since the Invincibles. So I am excited. So yeah, Declan Rice, I can't wait for that announcement. I've heard a lot of talk that there might be um, some top boy um, actors involved. Ashley Walters, big Arsenal fan. Michael Woods, another big Arsenal fan. Um, so that will be interesting. I think Arsenal will want to basically do as much as they can with this announcement because for me, it's Arsenal's one of Arsenal's biggest signings uh, for over a decade, if if not more. So they'll want to get the maximum exposure that they can. So fair enough. Uh, I, I applaud that. And then Timber as well. Um, I can't wait for that announcement as well. So enjoy it. Put those notifications on, folks, because this weekend it could be busy. Um but yeah, enjoy it because those medicals, um, they are being done today and we should hear announcement. Not this weekend, I think. I think the announcements potentially will take place at the start of next week, um, Monday, Tuesday, uh, in my opinion. So, but enjoy it. Enjoy it because we are doing some big things in the transfer window. Um, moving on to the next topic um, of, of this morning, another player, William Saliba, that we managed to keep. Uh, hold of. For me, this was the biggest um, bit of business that we could have done this summer. And it's crazy to sit here and say that when you've all but signed Declan Rice, when you've signed Kai Havertz, when you've kept Bakaya Saka um, for the next four years. But for me, I was worried about William Saliba this summer because there was a lot of noise filtering around the media that William Saliba wants parity with the likes of Bakaya Saka, um, the top earners at this football club, which I think was justified always. I thought, uh, in my opinion, I think William Saliba will go down as one of the best defenders in the world in a few years' time. I think he's up there already right now. I look at the defenders in and around Europe. I think William Saliba is one of the standout defenders that I can, that I can think of. And I was worried because there was a lot of teams linked with him. Um, reportedly, Manchester United wanted him. Real Madrid wanted him. He has that affiliation with Paris Saint-Germain. They reportedly wanted him. But he showed ambition. He showed that his future is at this football club and he wants to stay and basically succeed at Arsenal, nowhere else. And four years, I think it's, it's a good contract. I saw a lot of talk on social media last night because there's been a bit of conflicting reports um, from, from media outlets. Ornstein has basically said there's not an option to extend for another year after the four years are up, whereas Fabrizio Romano says there is an option to extend. So I'm not um, privy to any updates in terms of the contract um, details. But what I can just say is basically we have to think about the here and now. You know, We've kept William Saliba for four years. We can think about what's to come in two years' time. And if we do need to re renegotiate with William Saliba, we will do that. Because I think if he continues performing the way he, he did last season, and he does that over the next two seasons, 
And say, for example, he wins us the Champions League at Wembley for the upcoming campaign. He wins us a Premier League title for the first time in, in 2004. Why won't he be deserving of a better contract in two years' time? Do you understand what, where I'm coming from? Because he will have proved his worth even more. He will have proved what a valuable asset he is to Arsenal. And on the flip side, if his performances are not up to the standard, his performances are not up to the standard and he's not performing at the level that we want. In two years' time, we could have a decision to make that, look, he's got two years left of his contract. We could get some money for him. So I think it's you need to think of it in both ways. Arsenal have done the sensible thing. Um, William Saliba has done the sensible thing. But I think there's a contract situation as well that I think Arsenal already extended, um, used an option in his last contract for a year. So apparently they can't do that again. But again, I don't know what the situation is. So I can only um, discuss what was in the media as of now. So, But the most important thing is William Saliba stays. William Saliba has signed his new contract. That announcement will take place today. So again, turn your notifications on because you should hear an announcement um, from Arsenal in terms of that deal. But I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. The fact that we've got William Saliba, Ben White, Timba, Zinchenko, Tierney, Kibio, Gabriel, Tomiyasu. We are stacked in terms of defensive numbers. The quality, oh, it just it just makes me just laugh, to be fair, because no disrespect to our former players, but go back to when we lost to Manchester City 5-0 at Etihad. I think it was a couple of seasons ago now. I think it was a couple of seasons ago. I think when we lost to Brentford, when we lost to Chelsea, and we lost to City. Our defensive back five, we had Cedric, we had Holding, and we had a couple of other players that were not good enough for this football club. In two years, fast forward two years, we've got players, proper, proper players that can take us to the next level. So, William Saliba, I'm buzzing with that news. I can't wait for the announcement. He's here for the next four years. We have got him in his peak. And the most important thing is, fingers crossed he's over that back injury he suffered against Sporting Lisbon. I think he is, touch wood. Uh, he's, he's been back in pre-season training. He's doing the mobility work, all the work that you need in preparation for the upcoming campaign, which is which is all positive. So, yeah, William Saliba, Saliba sorry, is here to stay and... We are buzzing. We are buzzing with that news. Um, just going to take a look at a few of your comments. Um, comment here on Facebook. Is Pablo Mari still in Arsenal? No, uh, Pablo Mari has joined Monza. Um, so that deal was announced, I think, a few days ago. I think Arsenal made that official announcement. Arsenal will recoup uh, around £6 million from that deal. So, again... That's good for the transfer, Kitty. So, yeah, Pablo Mari is not an Arsenal player anymore, but we wish him all the best of luck uh, in, in Monza. Um, what else have we got here? Amira, trust me, I feel you, man. I just can't wait to hear, hear Ice Ice Baby and Timber being played at the Emirates after game. I'm yelling Timber. I'm yelling Timber every single match day from um, next season onwards. I am buzzing for that as well. Um, what else have we got here Bill on Facebook can't wait for Rice to be announced he's definitely a future captain definitely Bill um, it's interesting as well because you have that situation with Martin Odegaard I think he's a proper captain as well 
Like he leads by example. He may not be the most vocal of captains, but he leads by example. I think um, the players respect him amongst the dressing room. So I understand where you're coming from because Declan Rice at 24 years old, 24 years old, he is a future captain for this football club. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if it does happen uh, in a few years' time. But hopefully not in place of Odegaard because you want Odegaard to stay at this football club as well. So hopefully a situation is found uh, with that. Um, what else have we got here in the comments? Yeah, John, 100%. Uh, Saliba is so integral. Great to have him signed. 100%. If we lost William Saliba this summer, it would have been one step forward, two steps back for me. Like, there will be no point signing players like Timber, Declan Rice, Havertz, etc. if William Saliba left our football club. So the fact that he's staying and the fact that we basically added to that win-win situation, win-win situation. There's a lot of comments in terms of Moises Caicedo. I just want to touch on it. A um, few comments. Um, Sumit says, why not Caicedo? Caicedo for me is very interesting as of now. You, you hear these whispers in the media right now that Chelsea are in pole position. Caicedo has chosen um, Chelsea to be his next club. But Brighton, you know you know how, how they are. You know how Tony Bloom is. Tough negotiators. Apparently, they want £100 million um, for Caicedo because they're looking at Declan Rice's move to Arsenal and they think that is basically the benchmark in terms of um, how much they should get for Moises Caicedo. I disagree with that, but obviously, as you know, Brighton are good in the transfer market. Look at how much they got for Cucurella um, last summer and other previous deals. But for me, Caicedo is interesting because I keep hearing the same thing in the media. Chelsea are in pole position. Caicedo wants Chelsea. This deal, um, Chelsea are hoping to basically make breakthrough in the next couple of days, in the next few weeks. But for me, it's interesting because... Thomas Partey's situation is still uncertain at this football club. It seems that Arsenal are willing to allow him to depart um, this window. Milan have been linked, Juventus have been linked, clubs in Saudi Arabia have been linked. So if we can try and move out Partey, Caicedo, you never know, it could be on. It could be on. I've heard people on social media discuss a Champions League clause that Arsenal may have with this Caicedo deal. Maybe they've negotiated with Brighton in January. Again, I'm not privy to that. But you just never know what happens behind the scenes because the fact that they're charging Chelsea £100 million, and Chelsea won't pay £100 million. I'll, I'll tell you that for a fact. Chelsea won't pay £100 million for Moises Caicedo because they don't want to be in a position that they were last summer, spending huge amounts of money for players like Enzo Fernandez, Mikhaila Mudrik. And they've basically shifted a lot of players out of, the, out of the door this window. They've got rid of the likes of uh, Kovacic, Mason Mount, Jorginho left in January. So they basically reduced that wage gap, that wage bill. So I can't see them spending £100 million, but it's just interesting right now that it's just Chelsea I in for Caicedo. Caicedo wants Chelsea. But if Arsenal can potentially get party out of the door, I still think there's going to be a surprise. I still think there's going to be a surprise. If Partey does leave Arsenal, I can't see a signing Lavia. I just can't. I think I'm looking at Mikel Arteta looking to bring in an experienced player, someone in the mould of, say, a Caicedo, Chouameni, 
Frankie Dion. I just think experience, you lose a lot of experience when you allow Shaka and Partey to leave. So it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. So let's just wait and see because like I said to TC yesterday, it's just the first week of July. We've got over eight weeks or just under that left of this transfer window. A lot can happen. A lot can happen. So now the focus will be on outgoings, getting rid of the likes of Nicolas Pepe, um, who has been back in preseason training. We uploaded a video yesterday on the channel. Um, Nuno Tavares, um, Balogun's future is still uncertain. So I think the most important thing right now is to trim the squad. It is a bit bloated. Get the best possible fees that we can for our players. Patino, I include him in that as well. We should be getting maximum £10 million, I'd say, for Patino, especially when you got a player like Trafford, Manchester City's third goalkeeper, going for, what, £19 million to Burnley. A player like Patino, you should be at least getting £10 million. So outgoings is the most important thing as of now. And then once that is done, I can see two more players happening, two more incomings happening. So... Let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. Um, Granit Xhaka, that departure was um, confirmed um, yesterday. An emotional, an emotional video. Uh, Arsenal uploaded. It. Um, it was a bit emotional. I'll be honest, because for me, Granit Xhaka, I've, I've, I've loved that guy for so long. To be honest, um, when I, when I watch him play, I just smile. I know he's had a hard time. In recent seasons, um, obviously, you go back to that Crystal Palace game um, with the fans. Um, and it gets to you. It gets to you as players because when you're getting so much abuse on social media and you're getting death threats, etc., he's human. He is a human being after all. And when, you're, when, when, when people are targeting your family, your kids, at the end of the day, there's a point that enough is enough in a way. And I think both parties at that moment in time were wrong. I'm talking about the uh, stadium incident, by the way, when the fans were swearing at Granit Xhaka and then Granit Xhaka retaliated. I think both parties were wrong, but I think Granit Xhaka, enough was enough for him at, in that moment of time. But I think what he's done to basically turn it around, for me, he goes down as a cult hero at this football club. I think he's led by example. He's such a great professional. Like, such a great professional. You never hear him in the media. You never hear any bad things about Granit Xhaka. He's just a family man. He loves his family. He loves his wife. He loves his kids. You go back to the Amazon documentary that we had, and his wife says he's always upset when Arsenal don't win, when Arsenal uh, drop points, and he can't sleep. And I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that. But in seven years, I I'll remember his time at Arsenal very fondly, to be fair. Some bad moments, some moments that you think to yourself, why, Granny, why did you do that in terms of red cards, in terms of uh, bookable offences? But overall, I think he's turned it around. I think you look at the ovation that he got in the final game against Wolves uh, of last season when the fans were singing his name, we've got Granite. Yeah, I think that shows that he has got that respect back. The fans um, do respect him. The fans do appreciate what he's done for this football club. And I wish him the best over in Germany. I'm happy that he's gone there. Uh, um, it is upsetting because in an ideal world, I would have loved for him to stay for another season because I think he, he, he can easily do that role. He's so durable. He doesn't get injured. And he's so reliable. He's a leader. And we're going to miss that void. 
But we've got someone like Declan Rice that can come in and I think take us to a next level. But let us know in the comments. Let me know in the comments how you uh, will remember Granit Xhaka's time at Arsenal because I'll remember it fondly. But it'll be interesting to um, hear everyone's thoughts in the comments. Um, Reese Nelson signs um, yesterday. Great news. Um, another player who's been at the club for a long time. Hell and um, buzzing that he's staying at Arsenal. I look at Reese Nelson um, last season and I think he's got more levels to go, to be honest. I think he's about to basically go to that next level in his game, in his development. Because I looked at him last season and the cameos that he was basically producing, whether he was starting games, whether he's coming off the bench, he offers Arsenal so much in terms of flexibility, in terms of versatility. He can play off the right, he can play off the left. At times, he can play as a potential number 10 as well. Reese Nelson, he's got so much um, things in his locker, like weapons in his locker, that you think to yourself, yeah, this is a player that is starting to basically show his worth, prove that he can play for this football club. He had loan spells where he struggled. Um, I think in the area Eredivisie, I think he played well. Um, he went to the Europa Conference League final. Um, Hoffenheim, he had that great spell under Nagelsmann. But Arsenal, it was always stop-start, stop-start. Injuries hampered his progression. When Once he got into the team, he had a couple of games and he thought, yeah, this is a very good player. This, this is a player that can basically do well for this football club. But then he picked up an injury and he was out for two months, three months. But last season, I saw the real, 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 I saw the real Reese Nelson for this football club. The game against Bournemouth, he came on and he switched the game on his head. He was fantastic. Cameos against Fulham at Craven Cottage, twenty minutes, four years great. European games, I thought he was fantastic. Manchester City, even though we lost at the Etihad, who came on and who made an impact? Reese Nelson. So I'm happy he's staying. Um, I think what he, what Mikel Arteta has probably promised him is more game time, more opportunities, Champions League football, we're back in the big time. He's going to have more opportunities to prove his worth. And I think when you look at our options that we have in the attacking um, positions, we've got good options, different options, but good options. But I think if Martinelli needs a breather, if he's out of the team, I think Reese Nelson's next in line to take that position now. And I know a lot of Arsenal fans may say Trossard, but I look at Reese Nelson and I think he should be the next option after Martinelli because he's he's explosive, he's he's dominant, he can take on his man, and he's got that technical quality to basically link with the likes of Odegaard, Saka, Jesus. So I'm happy that he's staying um, because it means that We've got other pressing issues in terms of us targeting a midfielder, potentially a fullback. So we all want players in Hero and to succeed. We've seen it with Bakaya Saka, um, seen it with Emil Smith Rowe. We've just um, signed um, Ethan Ranieri to to a scholarship. He's going to sign a new contract. Miles um, Lewis Skelly. So what we're doing in terms of the overall structure of this football club especially the women's game as well. Alicia Russo signing from Manchester United. Another big deal that we got over the line. Everything is going in the right direction for this football club. And it's crazy to think because a few years ago, it was doom and gloom. 
it was doom and gloom. So it's funny how things can change in football. Fast forward a couple of years and everything is promising. Everything is promising and that's what we want. That's what we want. I'm going to take a few of you guys' questions before we wrap up. Um, thank you, everyone, by the way, for jumping on um, and watching because I know at times it could be, it can be a bit boring listening to someone speak on their own, but I appreciate, I appreciate all the comments, good and bad. So uh, thank you for that. Um, what else? Let's look at a few of your guys' questions. Marcus, this is going to be a long show in a good way. Do you need me to drop you off a black coffee, neighbor? You know what, Marcus? Today I've been up bright and early because I'm on my own. So I've been up bright and early. So I'm I'm good. But no, I appreciate you always jumping on uh, in the comments and always showing your support. We love having you on here. So uh, much appreciated, my friend. Um, other question here. From Echo, uh, why should we get out someone like Party with Champions experience and bring in Caicedo or Lavia? Not a good idea. Yeah, for me, uh, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. We spoke about it yesterday, myself and TC. I think allowing one of Shaka and Partey to depart, I, I can get on board with it because you always need to basically improve your squad, improve your team. But two players that accumulated 50 points in the first half of our season, Partey and Shaka, I thought they were integral in that. They were instrumental. They've got that experience. They know how Mikel Arteta wants to play. Um, at times, they may not be the most um, creative of midfielders, if you can say that, because I know it's crazy to say that because Granit Xhaka scored so many goals last season. But I think in certain games, we lacked that spark in terms of unlocking defences. Um, you go back to Brentford at home when we drew 1-1. I thought we lacked a bit of spark in that game from the midfield area. You go back to Southampton away when I think we uh, drew 1-1. I thought in the first 25 minutes, we were fantastic. We should have probably scored four or five goals. But in the second half, we never had an answer um, to basically um, get another goal. So experience... Yeah, I'm on board with it. Uh, that's that's the worrying thing for me. I think if we allow Partey and Shaka to leave and we look to target Lavia, not necessarily Caicedo. I think Caicedo and Rice will be top. I think those will be um, great, great players for us to have because it basically sorts us out for the next decade, but it also sorts us out for the here and now. I think Caicedo can come in and can do that job at a high level because he has played um, a lot for Brighton. Um, last season and I think he can come in and do a job Lavia I'm still unsure about um, 19 years old um, I know he played a lot for Southampton last season but does he bridge that gap to Manchester City I'm still on the fence but for me my ideal if, if, if people want to know my ideal choice to replace Thomas Partey if he was to depart it would be Frankie de Jong it would be Frankie de Jong I think he's 26 years old Um I think he is. Let me double check that. I think he's 26. I'm not the best with that age, so forgive me. Yeah, he is 26 years old. And I look at Frankie de Jong. Um, there's always been talk that he may leave Barcelona. Um, and I look at Arsenal. I think it's the perfect club for him, to, to be honest. I think it's the club where you can see him coming in and fitting in easily. 
Like he's got that experience. He's played at the highest level, but he's at that right age. I think the age is the most important aspect. He's 26 years old. So it means he's not old and he's not young. He's in the middle. He's got the experience, but he's also got the ability to achieve more and improve even further. So for me, that would be the ideal replacement that Arsenal and Arteta should be looking for. True, many, you probably include him in that. I know he's a bit more younger. I think he's 23, 22 years old. But again, he's played at the highest level. He's played in World Cups of France. You go back to that goal he scored against England in Qatar. Top player. Play, played in such an established club like Real Madrid. He's got that experience of winning the highest um, competitions and tournaments, including the Champions League. So in my ideal scenario, if Partey and Shaka leave, Rice, obviously, he's coming in. But then we should be looking for standout midfielders, the De Jong's of this world, Chouamani's of this world. So let me know if you disagree or agree in the comments because it will be interesting to hear um, your thoughts. Um, what else? Jermaine saying uh, 65 million for Balogun. A lot of money. You know what's funny? He's been on Instagram, I think, yesterday. And he's been uploading his transfer market value on his Instagram stories. I think it was 30 million euros. Um, but again, it's an interesting um, discussion to be had with Balogun. Right now, it seems that he does want to leave this football club, which is fair enough. If he does want to leave, it's okay. That's not an issue. But we value him in a certain price tag, which is £50 million or £55 million, which has been tied in recent days. If nobody's going to pay that, he stays. He stays. And I know he has that contract issue that, I think his contract is up in two years' time. But we should be getting the maximum amount of money for Balogun because he's US. Uh, he's the US number one striker now, the poster boy of the US national team. America's massive. America is massive. The marketing opportunities that he'll get and that we could potentially get if he was to say would be out of this world. So he'll probably be leading the line for US in the World Cup in three years' time. He's proved his worth over in France. He's young. He's hungry. He's got all the ability and capabilities to basically improve and succeed in the game. So £50 million, just a starting price. Here's the starting price. And I love the fact that Arsenal are being ruthless in the market now, not only in terms of incomings, but outgoings. And I think that's the best way to be. I saw a link the other day, Nuno Tavares, Arsenal won 25 million euros for him. Fair enough. Again, I think that's a very good price. I know he never had the best of loan spells um, last season, but Tavares, he's got that potential. I know he's been playing in the European Under-21 Championships for Portugal um, in Georgia and Romania, but he, he is a decent player. He's a good player and he can go somewhere else and he can make a success of himself. So 25 million euros, again, it's a good price. So... We have, to, we have to be ruthless in terms of selling our players because we've not done it in the past. Um, no, Marcus, this is not happening. He's not moving to the Arsenal Way 5 side team. <laughs> 72 pounds for him. Nicolas Pepe, again, um, that's going to be the most difficult player to move, I think, this window. I can see Arsenal potentially towards the end um, just releasing him from his contract and basically just getting rid of uh, the wage um, bill because... I, can't, I, I generally can't see anyone come in for Pepe right now. I just can't. I just can't. And I hope I'm wrong. And I hope we can fetch something around 10 to 15 million pounds for him. But as of now, I 
can't see it happening. I can't see it happening. Um, what else have we got here? What else have we got here? Uh, Mark in the comments is proud of what Arsenal are doing here. Here, Mark, hundred um, percent. Every, every, everyone can't. Everyone's not happy, doing it. Everyone is not happy. So you can't keep everyone happy. You can't keep everyone happy. It's just, it's just the way the game is. Because see comments in the chat box saying uh, rice is a waste of money. We should target a heart. So everyone has their opinion. Everyone has their opinion. You may disagree, but that's what we're here for. We're here to debate. We're here to discuss. So. Um, it's all it's all pleasant. Um, Amira discussing Reese Nelson's comment. Um, he did say in his signing interview that his biggest goal this upcoming season is just to stay injury free. Yeah, I think if Reese Nelson stays injury free, we've got a top player on our hands. So fingers crossed, Touchwood, he can get over those little niggles. You know, when you get those hamstring injuries that basically rule you out for two months, um, they're annoying. So let's just hope he's got over them and we can have. A fully fit Reese Nelson at Arsenal next season. Um, I'm going to try find one more before I wrap up. Uh, I know it's gone a bit longer than usual, but I think it's the last day of the week, so um, why not? Uh, Progress Elman uh, asks a question in the chat box. Please, is the medicals done yet? I think. Um, specifically talking about timber and rice um yeah rice uh, as, as i spoke about at the start of the show rice has been at london colony this morning so the medicals um right now will be taking place or have been concluded i'm not sure um and in terms of um timber i think that will be in the afternoon um and we should get an announcement at the start of next week maybe it could take place this weekend um, but I'm, I'm thinking that it will be at the start of next week, uh, Monday, Tuesday. And then hopefully we'll have both players travelling to Germany uh, for the game against Nuremberg before we fly out to uh, the US for our tour of America. So, yeah, I'm buzzing for that. I'm buzzing for that. Um, Wilson in the comments, good to have you, bro. I have to say that Rice is a brilliant player. He has got leadership qualities and Premier League proven, in my opinion. Hey, hey, 100% uh, Wilson because top player. It's going to add so much to this football club and I just can't wait to see him in an Arsenal shirt. I'm buzzing. I think the amount of numbers that it's going to hit on social media, it is going to go off the charts. So we cannot wait. Um, I think there was one more I wanted to touch on. No, I think we're going to wrap up there. I think we're going to wrap up there. I think... Um, it's been a longer show than usual, 43 minutes. Um, but no, I appreciate everyone jumping on. Um, like I said, it's a bit difficult uh, when you do it on your own. But when you have uh, people in the chat box, which are nice and which are great as everyone in, in the chat box, it makes my job easier. So much appreciated. But yeah, um, make sure to enjoy uh, the announcements, which are uh, imminent in terms of Declan Rice, Timber, Saliba, because... You Arsenal fans, we Arsenal fans deserve it. Um, it's been a long time since we have said that. But yeah, enjoy it, embrace it, um, because we're not done. We're not done in, in this transfer window. I think a few more surprises will take place. And um, 
can't wait for that so i'm buzzing but yeah everyone please if you have enjoyed the show um make sure to drop a like uh comment and uh yeah keep following us down the arsenal way i'll see you soon Whoa!